Hi, welcome to Where You Set This Podcast. I'm Lara Ziobro, your host, and this week we have Kate Kaput joining as a guest co-host. Super excited to have Kate on. Kate has been listening to the show for quite a while. You might know Kate as a uh, blogger in the Cleveland area. She runs a site by the by the name of The Great Escapist, and I'm super excited to chat with you and have you on. She is a super Bachelor fan and has lots of great things to share, I'm sure, about all of the crazy things that happened this week. So thanks for joining us. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I, yeah, I've been listening for a long time to your podcast and it feels very exciting to be here uh, talking to you about all the ridiculous Bachelor news that I take in. Doing something good with all of my Bachelor knowledge. <laughs> totally. Well, and I feel like we have to start with asking who your favorite Bachelor and Bachelorette is from over Ooh, the years. I feel like it's homework that I should have done ahead of time in preparation for this, <laughs> right? Like you should just expect to be asked that. Um... Man, I don't know. I feel like we've had some duds lately. I think my favorite Bachelor of all time is actually Sean Lowe, which is okay. maybe a little surprising because he's like, you know, kind of on the like evangelical cusp, et cetera. Like, I don't know. He's just, I'm Jewish. I don't know. But he, yeah. I just thought he was like so all American and so nice and just like, it wasn't such a dramatic, terrible season you know like the the women seemed nice he seemed nice and then of course he like actually met the love of his life and they are adorable and they seem so happy so um yeah i kind of miss the good old days of sean lowe um and then bachelorette i don't know i'm a really big rachel stan i, I still like really love rachel yeah i know big I, I feel like she gets she takes some heat for like all of the opinions she like makes and and like is very vocal about what she thinks but like i kind of admire that she has an opinion and she states them you know yeah i'll say i often disagree with her opinions but yeah. i still really like her and i like that she's just kind of like out there and unapologetic about her views mm -hmm. um and sort of like takes stands and because you know i feel like a lot of times the influencers are sort of like oh i can never say anything controversial or people will unfollow me right they're like very they sort of curate their their personality um to be like inoffensive and kind of milk toast um yeah. and i like that rachel is just sort of like follow me if you like me and don't if you don't i have opinions and i will share them so yeah. and of course she also found her her match so i like, I like the success that, you know i like that they found each other and that it's a very modern take on that because like they don't live in the same city like there's just so many i think layers to that like her keeping yeah. her professional career the way she wants to and him doing the same and like yeah i mean i feel like they they've basically said i think that eventually they'll figure that out over time like if they start a family yeah whatever, it's but. gonna be pretty it's gotta be pretty stressful to live in different places like while married yeah. um and she has like three jobs and i feel like they're both kind of all over the place but yeah i i like them i just i think he got kind of a she's talked a lot about the bad edit that he mm -hmm. got um and i like I remember being disappointed when she chose him because I was like, why this guy? He seems so bland. But now you really like kind of see that they didn't get the full, we didn't get the full view of their love story. And I'm like very happy for them now. And he also seems extremely charming, which I didn't get from the show. No, he just, he was very one-sided on the show. It was like, they were just like always making out and there was nothing interesting about him. Yeah. They, ma they made him seem like kind of smarmy actually. And he doesn't seem that way at all. So no, it's yeah. interesting. I love I like them. Those are, your, that's, those, are, those are good calls. Those are good picks. Well, I feel like that sets some good groundwork for this week, which did not have a lot of that involved in it. So no, like, this week didn't leave me super hopeful that like this is going to pan out at the end for Matt. I'm not feeling know. 
I'm not feeling very, I mean, and we'll talk more about Bachelor news, but I feel like there's a lot of layers to like, I mean, there's all the rumors swirling about who he may or may not pick, like with some of the people who are left on the show and like it just, all of that compounds just to make me not so sure where this is all headed, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know we've had, the last few folks have not found uh, lasting love, so it's not like it'll be you know, he's, it's not like he's breaking some great streak if, right. if he doesn't find this person, at least. No one will be shocked. Right. Like, he's allowed. So, still watching. I mean, at this point, like he still hasn't, which I, I keep saying I'm going to do, like, a dive, and I forgot to do it again this week, but uh, he still hasn't gone on a one-on-one date with his first impression, Rose, which to me, I know. When, the, when the guys do that, I'm like, I don't know that I trust your picker. You know, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, poor, it was Abigail, right? And she yeah. still hasn't had a one-on-one. And she's I know, just and she sitting was, there. She's like, I peaked night one, like. <laughs> right. And she's just kind of like, I feel like they just do like a casual Zoom on Abigail being like, maybe this time? And then just. And just no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, and sometimes when the first, when the first rose goes to somebody who like, you kind of feel like their picker is off and you're like, that person's weird. Why'd you give it to that person? Yeah. But like, Abigail seems great. So it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm 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 kind of flabbergasted on that one. But we did start with our very lame excuse for a two-on-one date. Like why can we not if we're going to have a two-on-one date, make it a real two-on-one date. This was like it's like all of the build up with like very minimal payoff because like the 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 fun, the fun about the two-on-one date is like the awkwardness of making them hang out with each other on a date. And like we talked about it last week like the amazing scene with like Derek Peth and Oh my goodness, I'm blanking on the guy's name right now. Um, but like where they had the date with JoJo and he's and like Derek gets sent off and he's crying in the you know, there's like more drama because they had all of this like buildup of sitting there and talking around the table and you're like, oh, like who who is she gonna pick? You know, it it just was like a lame conversation at a couch. It also felt sort of manufactured. Like yeah. the Jasenia and MJ drama happened, like began right before that, right? And so it made it where like before there there was the Ashley I and Kelsey Poe. Was that yes. Kelsey Poe? Oh like my god. Way back in the yes. day. Yes. That, that famous two on two or two on one. Yes. Where like their uh drama had been brewing for a long time. Um, and so you you like kind of felt like it kind of you felt invested we were like how's this gonna go but this one was just sort of like I don't believe that Matt is particularly interested in either Jasenia or MJ and their drama started like 10 minutes ago and so yeah yeah, it really felt like a letdown yeah it was kind of a it was a bummer and I I've liked Jasenia up until this point and I feel like MJ it's like meh whatever like she kept like chiming with all the mean girl like bickering and so that kind of made me like I don't really feel invested in her so I think I was mostly just like well I guess keep Jasenia around like it just was like it was hard to really get worked up or interested in this one and it yeah, was kind like of quick. I definitely I definitely sided with Jasenia I guess if I had to pick a side because MJ really seemed like a mean girl and kind of like Jasenia was just saying what MJ had said and MJ was sort of like insisting that she hadn't which was weird because like we all watched you say these things right. like JV varsity stuff um, but yeah, I just, it was so, it just felt so mean girl, so bickery and I wasn't invested in either of them. So I was like, I, I mean, I hope he doesn't pick MJ out of the two of you, but I also don't think he's going to pick either of you in general. So like, that's, let's move this along. That's the thing about a two on one. I mean that I haven't gone back to do a deep dive on, but like I can 99% with certainty say that no one like who's ever been on the two on one date is anybody who's come to like final three, final four, like 
That's a good point. I actually wonder if that's maybe why they didn't make a whole date of it. Like, because people are sort of like on to the game of The Bachelor. That's true. Right? Like, if you know that he, they're, that the lead isn't actually interested in either of the people from the two-on-one, then maybe it's a waste of a real date. So they were like, let's just make this like a little mini preview date. Yeah, right? It was right? just like its own little capsule. Because it's like they're not they're not going to be chosen in the end. They're not going to be named Bachelorette. Like there's just like there's all these things that people are like more interested in. And so they don't make the cut on any of those. So it's like, Yeah, it's just like a brief moment of drama and then we move it along. So MJ is from like the town over from where I grew up. And so I had really wanted to like I was initially like excited about her. I thought she seemed really cool on night one. It just had like cool girl vibes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hometown girl. Um, But yeah, she turned out to be not my favorite not disappointed to see her go no I was like okay yeah and now I'll never think of her again no (laughs) well and so then so then he's like so fraught distraught about the two-on-one date that he just can't talk to like I, I feel like this is another theme of like recent seasons is just like the leads being like, I don't, I don't want to bother. I know what I want to do. I want to know who's, go- I already know who's going home and like not even giving them a chance to talk to him, which I, you know, I think is, is super frustrating. And I think is an extra point of frustration when they're already like quarantining and doing all these extra steps for the season. Like let the, let the people talk to you like for the little bit of time that you're there, even if you're not going to choose them, probably most of them. Right. Like put a little bit, call it early, like cut it off early maybe, but don't cancel it altogether. It's like they are, it seems like they're already getting so much less time with the lead this season because there are so many of them. Like Mm -hmm. I already feel like they're not getting a lot of time with him, like as much time as they would normally get, which is still not very much time. And so when he cut, like, yeah, to see him cut the cocktail party, I was like, how are you getting to know anyone? Yeah, I think it's like he's already kind of zeroed in on who he thinks he's interested in or wants to spend time with. And and it's like he has to have maybe been leaning in that direction anyway. I think they've just done a terrible job of telling the girls things that could have been ton like told them up front. So like they could have just said, you know, he's going to have this conversation with them and then he'll see you guys at the rose ceremony. Like why draw it out, you know? Yeah. They just, they just keep yeah. doing that to them where it's like not necessary. So And you can just sort of see all their let down faces like Chelsea who was like great. I haven't talked to him really at all. Like, what am I, how am I ever supposed to talk to this person? If, you know, if you keep, yeah. If you're not giving me, if you're not giving me the one-on-one dates and you're not letting me have this moment to talk to him, because so many of them, this is like the only time that they're really getting like FaceTime with him. And you know, on the flip side, the producers are like, oh, this is what you need to say to him tonight. So they've got their whole thing like memorized. Right, that they're sort of like, they come into it, like they're repeat, you know, sort of figuring out how they're going to approach it. And then to just have it sort of like dash your dreams and your whole night of conversation. It's like, there's one more night that you didn't get to talk to this yeah. guy. And like, yeah. yeah. And you know, and you know, we're late enough into the season too, that the ones who haven't had the one-on-one dates, like if they have some big story, because most of them have their big story, whatever it is, like most of them, if they haven't already told him, this is like, I'm sure they're just waiting to do that. We saw that with Abigail who had this like, you know, when she wanted to talk about her, you know, when she said that if she has a child, there's like a high percentage or high likelihood that they will be born deaf. And that was the kind of story that you would have gotten on a one-on-one. But she was like, I guess I'll just tell it to you now in this cocktail party because I keep not getting a one-on-one. And so, yeah, like she just sort of, you saw her just kind of be like, I guess I'll just tell you my story. Um, but yeah, you have to wonder how many more stories are we just not getting at all because they're not even talking to him. Yeah. Cause he's not getting that cocktail moment with them. 
Yeah. Um, but so they then go on to the rose ceremony. Um, and this week we had some cuts on the, the new girls, um, for lack of better term. So we had, um, Brittany and Ryan going home after, like, I just feel like Brittany deserved a, like a pass. Like she needed to get a few more weeks. I feel the same way. I like took notes and I literally wrote down, I wrote down, Brittany was literally just there to be maligned. Yeah. Like, she, she had this like one brief storyline that was just about her maybe being an escort and then like basically blowing things up in the house with like Anna and Victoria. And then it was just like, she didn't get to be a person. We no, we get to there. know her. And it's, and like, it's terrible. Like, I'm glad that they gave, like, there was some, you know, coverage where she was able to say stuff. And then obviously then her talking with Matt and getting the moment to kind of like say her piece. But I feel like the focus was so much on the other side where all the accusations were made. And they did, they did talk a little bit about, um, you know, the different outlets that covered it, did talk about her post and response, but it just, it feels like she didn't get a moment to really, yeah, to your point, to be a person. And we don't know her. I feel like, I hope that we see her maybe in paradise. Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I mean, if she wants to be, but I sort of feel like they kind of owe her paradise. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, what a, she did all this time quarantining to come in late. And then again, yeah, just there was, we didn't, there are plenty of girls who we don't get a lot out of, period, right? Like, we also didn't see very much of Maggie who left this, this right. episode. We saw almost no Maggie generally throughout the season. But so that was the case with Brittany, but she also got this like bad storyline, right? This like yeah. storyline about rumors about her life. And look, I mean, sex work is work. If she is an escort, fine. Um, or like if she were, fine. But also like she just came on to have rumors started about her and then she got kicked got off. It's so sad. I'd rather get no storyline than that storyline. So like right? I hope that if she wants to go on Paradise, she's given that opportunity. I hope so too. I hope so too. I, I do think it just doesn't make sense to me after he had that nice conversation with her. It feels like we like, was that last week? Like we just, we just had it. Right. Yeah. It's I like- also, I'm having trouble. I think some other um, podcasters have said this, but like I'm having trouble keeping track of the, like where we are in the process, you know, mm-hmm. when you're like, was that last week? Like, when are we? And I think that's because there's no travel. Usually yes. if you're like, if you watch the show for a long time, you get a sense of like, okay, if you've made it this far, the lead likes you this much. But without the travel, I just sort of have no sense. I'm like, how long has anyone been here? How far in are we? Does he like any of these people? Yeah. Well, and it's been worse this season, too, because of, like, the additional entrances. And it's like, I forget, like, how many weeks in they actually came. And it just, it feels like there's a lot of weird, a weird additional timestamps and then not the, like, traditional ones. So it's like, they keep saying, they keep saying this week they were saying that hometowns hometowns family week whatever uh is in like two weeks i'm like okay that's a little bit of a gauge of time but like so i mean we're getting we're getting we're getting far enough along that we'll get to in a minute but that another person showing up is kind of okay like really um so you know i I have a lot of feelings about that yeah i'm curious to hear what you thought about that um so i mean I, i that was kind of it on the rose ceremony right i mean yeah not too too much else to say on that and then we have our dates for the week so we start off with a with a one-on-one date for piper which i was excited about because i really like her i really like her too yeah i think they have a good connection and we've seen like bits and pieces of it so it was nice to get to like spend some like concentrated time with her and and see them interact and also just to see that those moments that we've seen so far really like translate into like something that he or the producers are seeing on his behalf (laughs) 
Yeah. I, well, so that farm date, was that last week, two weeks ago? There was that farm date where we week. just saw Matt and Piper start making out. And we were, and I feel like I was sort of like, oh, Piper, I liked you, but I didn't know that Matt liked you. You know, like yeah. we, I had, we had no sense of that chemistry. So I was like, oh, where did this makeout come from? So I was excited that she got the one-on-one because also like Matt doesn't seem like a particularly sexual person. No. I've noticed. And so the fact that he's like into making out with Piper, I was like, great, ma- get it, you know? <laughs> I feel like the most into anything he seemed all season is the arrival of Tyler Cameron, which we will get to. So like Absolutely. he needs, he needs more energy like that with, cause like there's definitely been seasons where we've seen that and you're not surprised. Like you could tell, like going back to Rachel and Brian, like they could tell there was like this sexual energy between them. So when that right. ended up happening, I was like, okay, like we didn't get to really know him, but okay, there's something there. But yeah, right. with this thing with Piper, it was like, I was glad because she seemed super nice, but it was also kind of, it felt so out of place where we were just like, I need more information to like, no, we had no context about it. No context was, for his interest in Piper. So their date so was, was cute too, that carnival. It was fun. Like it was nice. Cause it was like, it felt like, cause sometimes they've like brought these things for these dates to them and they just feel really weird. And like, this one didn't really bother me. Cause I'm like, wherever, like if you go to an actual carnival, it feels like this. So it's total. I'm, I'm on board. It didn't feel that's weird to me. Also, that's what carnivals are. Carnivals yeah. are just like weird rides dropped into the middle of towns where they don't belong. So yes. it's sort of like, eh, that's what carnivals do. And also the worst part of carnivals is all the other people. So the fact right? that they didn't have to be around other people, I was like, great. This is a dream carnival, actually. And the prices, like if you're like playing the games, like it takes so much playing. And he's just like, do you want this prize? You know? I know. My childhood self was jealous of the ability right. to just like, which of these many prizes do you want? I loved it. I loved it. So like what else happens on this date? I just, I thought they were cute. And I, I'm trying to remember what all like seriously they talked about. She talked about like how she has a hard time opening up, right? She talked about her family and sort of like the relationship she has with her family, that they're not really people who sort of affirm, it sounded like they're not people who affirm one another with words. Um, And so it's hard for her to affirm, you know, to do that, Um, which I think is like pretty relatable. Yeah, it made sense to I also appreciated her saying that, but that that didn't mean it wasn't important to her and wasn't something that she was trying to do more of. Um, yeah. And then he was very receptive of it and was like, you know, I, I feel the same way. So that was like a yeah. nice moment with the two of them. And it, it also, it was nice because it was like, you could tell she's opening up, but it wasn't like, you could tell he was expecting like something really super heavy to drop. And then he looked kind of like, oh, this is it. Okay. Okay. It's kind of like, you don't want every story to be the heaviest story you've ever heard. Right. And so it's kind of nice that she was just talking about like a personality thing as it relates to her life experience. It wasn't like, okay, it's time for me to open up to you about the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Right. It just felt like these these bullets, you know, it's like they usually come in with like their elevator speed. Yeah. Let me read you the book report of my many (laughs) of, of like my trauma. Yes. So that was kind of a nice moment, I thought. And they just seemed really comfortable at ease. It seemed like two people who had been on a date many times before. So that was yeah. kind of nice. So, and she basically, she doesn't, she tells him that she's falling in love with him, of course, because we're at that point in the season where if you have a one-on-one date, and you don't say that 
Like it's not a it's not a like deal breaker, but there's definitely seasons where I feel like it kind of puts you down on the list. It's time, right? It's yeah. time to start revealing your feelings. So, and I think the like way that she shared her personal stuff kind of led nicely into her being like, yeah, this is uncomfortable and awkward for me to say, but I'm falling in love with you. Right. It made it sound less robotic because yeah. she'd already told him that she has a hard time with that. So yeah. um, I don't know if it was like intentionally played that way, but I was sort of like, well played, Piper. Yeah, I liked it. It, it didn't yeah. bother me because sometimes they say it and you're just like, oh, they just feel like they have to do it now. But like with her, yeah, it yeah. did feel natural. That was a good context for it. I agree. Um, oh, and then we have Temecula Road showing up, which my husband was actually like, who is this? I like this. And I'm like, well, let me tell you. It is Temecula Road. And um, they weren't bad. That song no, was kind of a bop. I liked it. And people were saying, I guess apparently they just released this song three days ago. So, you know, conveniently timed. But you Well know. done, Temecula Road. But it was cute because they were just like casually dancing. Like sometimes they do weird, like I, I, I kind of appreciate this about quarantine. Like they can't have the weird crowd watching them slow dance. Like just take that it out. I like that. That's weird. It feels less weird to slow dance with one person yes. than to like slow dance with one person in front of a thousand people. Yes. Um, so like, yeah, it, it just, I, while it is weird to have three people performing for two people, <laughs> yeah. it, it, the, somehow the, the people balance felt better to me than like the Peter and who was, oh, Peter and Victoria Fuller. Remember yes. they did that show where they were just like making out and like weird dancing in front of thousands of people. And you're like, ah, oh, I just feel like I'm watching you in your living room I don't like it and wasn't that P.S. the 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 guy the the singer wasn't that the guy she dated yes yeah oh yeah so extra awkward yeah yeah but I never liked those this one was kind of cute it was like I liked it I I, I could get into it I do miss Tamil Arts do you remember Tenille? they've performed on The Bachelor like three times yes and so when they revealed I was like it's Tenille Art nope it's just it's Temecula Road (laughs) they're related somehow when I saw the T I thought Tennille Arts. But like, no, I'm like, they're too big now. They're too big. They're not coming back. <laughs> Tennille's moved on to bigger and better things. <laughs> they have. They have. So I thought it was a great date. Um, I I hope that we see her for a while. I really like her. So I hope we get to know her. I hope so her. too. She's, I think, has like moved up into my, I hope she makes it to the top however many. I guess I don't know how many. How many? I can't decide who my top people are. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit torn about who that, but like now I don't. She wasn't in my list in the beginning just because we didn't see much of her. Like she seemed, she yeah. seemed great, but I was like, oh, you know, he's not talking to her, so like it wasn't really on the radar for that. But now I'm like, oh well. Yeah, she's you know? climbing my ranks. Yeah, so I I, I could get behind her. Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll see. And then we had our group date of the week, which our group dates. I like that our group dates are getting smaller. Like the ones where yes. they're so big, I'm like, I don't even know who's on this date right now, let alone like what they're saying to him. <laughs> you know? right. so, the ones where it's just like a 20 person group date and you're like, this is too many. What? This is just. Yeah. Still, though, nine people was kind of a lot of people I felt for a group date this far along. But they needed them to like I could see it like the bo- it made sense for bowling teams. That's true. So I'm like, well, I'll let it slide. But I did, you know, then, of course, they had the two teams where they're competing to have the chance to have the even portion of the date, which, you know, and and then they did what they do half the time, which is let everybody go anyway. Right. That's have you ever listened? Nick Vial did like a um, like a Patreon only series where he interviewed like the women. Oh, wait, 
Yeah, he interviewed the women from his season, like okay. one by one. They went through his own season. And he talks about, because he famously did this, right, where one team lost and one team won. And the team that lost was Vanessa's team. And the team yes. and so they were going to have to leave. And instead, he was like, everybody is coming to the end. And he talked a lot about how, like, you know, like every he brought everyone to the cocktail party. And he talked a lot about how angry the women were. And he was like, the producers had told me we were doing that anyway. Like it wasn't just because of Vanessa, but it like, it ended up making me look bad. And so, but now I feel like at least he set the precedent um, for leads like Matt that like, maybe just the winners come to the cocktail party or maybe the lead lets everyone come. It's like at least not a surprise anymore. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's like the expectation for the ladies that that could, if they've watched the show, that this happens often. So they shouldn't be surprised. But like, I think they waited so long this time that I was legitimately surprised because I thought, I was like, they're finally doing it right. They're finally letting the winners have their moment. Nope. Nope. I bought it. I bought it. I should have known. Like how, how have I watched the show this religiously this long and bought it? Like, But I'm always a little bit impressed. Like when the show tricks me like that, I'm sort of like, ha look at you. You've still got it. You did it. Even I can be fooled. Yeah. I was like, Okay. Yeah. It was one of those one of those nights where I feel like there wasn't a ton that came out of the conversation with the lady. I will say that the one thing I liked the most about that date was that we saw the women sort of being friends. Yes. Right? Which we yes. haven't seen a lot of this season. We've seen a lot of fighting. And so it was nice to see. I don't remember who it was, but there was one woman who was like, I love you, Abigail, but I hope you get a gutter ball. Right? Yeah. Like where I was like, oh, this is cute. Like they're just like fooling around and like having personalities, which we haven't gotten to see a lot of. Yeah. I feel so. like a lot of their conversation has been too much. I mean, it always is a little bit because of like the context, but like it's so much focused on Matt and like all of that discussion and not really yeah. about them to them as people sort of like, I mean, yeah. they're still talking about the bowling, but you know, it just feels a little bit more like them relating to each other versus focused on right. him. So then I guess Chris, Chris Harrison is the one who shows up to give them the card to say that they're you know, invited to come and join the rest of the ladies. Because basically Matt says, like, it's too important of a night for them to not be there. And you're like, OK. So which makes me laugh that, you know, he couldn't spend the time to talk to them at the cocktail party. But this is really important. He needs them to come to this right. party. <laughs> I felt bad for Chelsea because they kept like going in on Chelsea being like, this is going to be my opportunity to talk to him. This is going to be. And then it's like, it seemed like she was next in line to talk to him of like the the winning team. And then the losing team arrived and you just like saw her face sort of like literally fall. We were like, Oh, like, like she's not going to get to talk to him. It's like, could they have not at least like let each of them talk to him before that happened? I think that would have been the way to go, but yeah. You know. You know, they're always trying to cause that friction. So I guess yep. she was on the, on the on the hook for that one. Uh, so they just, they're talking. Michelle, I really like Michelle. I do too. I saw a little bit more of Michelle. I like her. I, I when the, when the new, the new group arrived, I was kind of like, meh. But like the more she talked, I'm like, I like her. Okay. I'm happy that the girls came because I really like Michelle. So. Yeah. Um, I like her too. Is she the only one of the new girls who's left? I think so at this point. I think so, because we just lost Ryan and Brittany. Yeah. 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 And there was that one poor woman who only made it like an hour. And then Catalina, the, yeah, Miss the, Puerto Rico. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just Michelle. Yeah. I really like her. I really like her too. I think like when she, like after they had their one-on-one date, I was like, okay, like I would put her top three, 
Like, I think she's... Literally, their date made me want... I never... I try not to read spoilers ever, but I liked their date so much that I I was briefly really compelled to look up spoilers to see if Michelle won because I was like, this date is so great. I just need to know if Matt chose the right person (laughs) because I really liked her. Yes. Yes. I do too. I feel the same way. Um, Someone was saying that they, that they know her and that she's just really a nice person. I was reading some stuff, some places. So she just, she just seems like she's good people. So I like her. Yeah. I like that. And I just, I, it's hard though. Like, cause she walked in and like basically almost walked in to directly going on a one-on-one date. So like, she's just kind of sitting there and it's like, she is probably not getting another one-on-one until if she, if she does make it to the end until like very much towards the end of this. Right. Yeah, until her hometown or family week or whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's gotta be kind of hard, but I do really like her. I think I she's too. she's definitely in my top three. I liked like, she just seems so smart and I liked how, you know, they were kind of like, Oh, whatever about the people in the house and she was very like quick to speak up and be like, you know, no, you guys are laughing at nasty things people are saying about me. So yeah. no, I feel it. So I just think yeah. she's she's well spoken, she's smart. I just like her a lot. So I hope we get Yeah, that. and she just seems like yeah, charming and normal. Yeah. So she also doesn't have a, a big Instagram presence, which is kind of rare these days. Yeah. And like, look, I don't begrudge anybody ha- like being an influencer and going on this show. But I think that when we find somebody who like who you really like, who seems cool, who also doesn't seem to be in it necessarily for the fame, I'm always inclined to like them a little bit more. It's refreshing because it's like yeah. there's so many people they bring on here that you can tell they're looking for that bump up to the next level, right? right? It's like and- Dr. Joe from last season. Yes. Dr. Joe had like a terrible social media. He has like he had like 11 photos total or something when he went on. And I was like, oh, I knew I liked you. Like it's just like somehow that extra piece for me to be like, yeah, and you're here. It's like the new version of here for the right reasons. Right? Oh, totally. Totally. So I think she just seems so genuine. So um, it's nice. Yeah. To, I, want, I want to see more people like Michelle interacting with the lead and being on the show, you know? Yeah, I agree. I also liked at the end of the bowling date, uh, we saw a little bit of personality from Kit, which I really liked because she kind of strikes me as like, just like sort of like, she's like a little bit of an ice queen, just kind of like beautiful and stoic. And I loved at the end of this, at the end of that date, she was like, Matt, what are you looking for in a wife? And at first I was like, what? And she's like, what are you looking for in a wife? A bowler? An expert bowler? You're looking for an expert bowler. And I thought it was so like, just like to see a little bit of that like fun banter. I was like, oh, look, I, like, I don't know. We just hadn't seen a lot of personality from her in that way. So that was cute. I just thought this whole date was good for personalities. It was. It was good. I liked that because it definitely, they, it, it kind of, they're sitting there waiting their turn to go. They're forced to kind of team up and kind of interact with each other. It was, it was right. good. I haven't liked a lot of the like competitive dates that they've had this season, like the whole, like the wrestling, but that was like, they were like not really on teams. They were just like paired up and stuff like that. Like, all of it's so like too much aggression. And so like this was nice because it felt like, yeah, it felt like it was a yeah. purposeful thing. So I liked that. That yeah. was good. And then oh, we have this final one-on-one date of the week. So I was really excited about all of the things that I didn't intend to read, but like there were spoilers everywhere about this one-on-one date rumored to be happening with Katie. Right. I was excited for it, even though I knew what it was rumored to be. What was rumored to be the outcome, but and I was yeah. hoping that they were wrong, but um, 
the state. So first of all, she's so excited to go. And I think because she's had such a run, like a rough run of it lately because she's taken so much, I feel like the beating of the fact that she did speak up to Matt. And I don't think that she did it maliciously, you know, so I'm like not, like, I don't mind that she did that, but I just, she's kind of like been waiting and waiting. So she finally gets her moment. And then it's like, this is what happens. Like I've, I know. I felt like the date, I thought the date, so I thought the date went well, but I also thought she got super friend zoned in the date. It kind of felt like, you know, he's like, you know, of course she's the girl who comes in with the vibrator. So like, he's the, you know, he's kind of like, oh, she's just like one of the guys. She's kind of fun, like whatever. And so I, I, you know, I, so they have the whole date where, you know, she meets Tyler Cameron and then they have like, he's like, oh, he's going to go get a massage and we're going to go like prank him and it was it was funny but then it start I started to worry and that's kind of where I felt like we landed which is I think he wanted to do this date he wanted to take her on a date but he didn't want her to stay around and he was like she's perfect we'll have fun you know like, yeah like oh she's the fun one like it was almost this like physical slapstick comedy thing yeah. right where they were like tweak his nipples like whisper into his ear or whatever like it was cute like it was a funny little <clears throat> thing but like it just didn't if you like did that date with somebody who you already really liked, you like already had good chemistry, then you're like, this is funny. But like for that to be the date where you're trying to determine if you have chemistry is like, you obviously don't. No. And it felt, it felt like this, this could have been a much better date to happen earlier in the season. It just felt inappropriate timing wise. It also felt like it was clearly designed for us to get to see Tyler with his shirt off. Well, yeah, they want to, they know that Tyler doesn't want to go on the show, like as the lead, but they're like, well, we've got Matt. So we have like an automatic in, like Tyler will say yes. And so they're like, we can get all of the additional attention. I mean, he's been like making the, he talked to like different media outlets following this. So they are like milking his appearance for all it's worth. And he's really Matt's hype man. And just like, you know, going around, which is great. It's cute. Like their friendship is so genuine. Like Matt was so excited to see Tyler where I was like, your bromance is the most genuine love that we've seen on this show for sure. Um, But it was like, it was clearly like the bachelor producer sat around and they were like, what sort of date could we do where Tyler is shirtless? And And (laughs) I was like, this is what you came up with. Okay. (laughs) like okay fine okay fine I mean I don't hate seeing Tyler shirtless but it felt like they sort of backed their way into the date by starting with that objective totally totally and I also I don't know they were just like as they were doing this I was like I don't think I think she's gonna let her go on the date because of yeah it just felt also like I don't know it just felt like a lot like there's too much I think focus on his relationship with Tyler it felt like it almost overshadowed why he's on the show and I like and I like yeah and I like I like when obviously I like when the lead has someone who comes back I mean when they don't trot someone from a prior season out in this kind of moment and they clearly don't know each other very well like earlier this season um so so this I was like you know at least they're like legitimately friends like it made sense for him to be there but it just felt late because they knew he was going to be so into it and so it's like impossible for him to like unless he was like super into the girl which that would have made more sense like I know he just had the date with Rachel he seemed super into Rachel why didn't they have this be I mean not that Rachel would made sense for the like Tyler Cameron bit but like um it would have that energy would have made more sense because he seemed super into her and that going from him talking to Tyler Tyler leaving and then him continuing on could have happened but like this I was just like it just didn't fit I couldn't tell though it was sort of like I was so sad for Katie when she was because I feel like anybody who's ever dated and been broken up with has been here where she was like oh like I was just thinking about like how fun it would be if he met my friends and I met his friends and like 
you know, what it would be like if we just like went to games and hung out. And I was like, oh, we've all been there, right? Where you sort of start yeah. planning like, oh, your friends and my friends would fit so well together. You would love my, you know, we would be great in each other's lives. Um, so I thought that was sort of sad. But I also like, I have to wonder, like, did Katie know she was getting friend zoned or was she genuinely, because she seemed genuinely surprised or like, I don't think the viewers were. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. My, my husband was surprised. He was like watching it and he was like, he's doing this now? Are you kidding? <laughs> Which is funny because he, he doesn't comment on a lot during the show. So he was just like, why? They just had a good date. This is weird. This show is weird is what he said. <laughs> so. He's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I will say I also I had been thinking like I was like, Matt has to stop giving everyone the rose on a one on one. Like he hasn't. I think this is the first person he sent home on a one on one. And okay. where I was like, you to gotta, move. you gotta sometimes send people home that. So I was like, sort of glad to see him go that route. But I also mm-hmm. like liked Katie and was sort of, you know, I didn't think they were going to make it, but I like, you know, it's still like sad to watch somebody be sad. So it's, it's just interesting to me too, because I, I always feel like the guys typically, well, the lead when they do this, it's because of like something pretty sharp. Like it comes up during the conversation or throughout the course of the day where they're like, we don't align on this key point. So to me, it just felt like more of a chemistry thing with them. And I mean, I I do think to your point, it's nice to see him making some decisions, but um, I was just surprised. I'm like, but this is the one, like, this is the one you choose, you know? Especially because there are a lot of like, uh, throughout the season, there have been a lot of like not great women or like women who have been kind of mean or who, and so I was like, this is the time that you're really decisive about not liking someone. <laughs> like, you know, you could have like, I don't know, but bigger and better things for Katie, I suppose. Yes. So I was kind of sad to see her go that way. And, but I also, I'm, I'm hopeful that because we have had so many of sort of the mean girls of the house go. So not that, not yeah. that I want to be like Katie, your time is done. The mean girls have left the building, but I, you know, I, cause I, it was nice to have her there to temper that energy a little bit. Yeah. At some point, you just hope it turns around where it's like we start getting actual relationships, getting to know the women, you know, instead of just watching the women fighting all the time. So mm-hmm. I was sad to see Katie go, but also I think the mean girls are gone. So sort of like Katie's role as the mediator is hopefully not as needed. Maybe we'll just get some relationships from now on. So here's hoping. I do feel like we're kind of late in the season for them to finally decide to be friendly to each other. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm curious to see. You know what I was also thinking during um, their, right before Matt sent her home, that it's so mean that they make, I'm sure that production makes them do this. If not, it's just mean that they pick up the rose and say like, but I can't give you this rose, right? So they pick it up as though they're going to give it to them. And he's like holding it in his hands and he's like, but I can't give you this. It's so sad. <laughs> like, it's just like it, production just, Twist in the they knife in. They love it's it. It's really dramatic. I bought it again this time because like he nothing about his physical like nothing that I gathered from the way he was like leaning towards her let me know it was gonna happen. I'm like, well, he looks too okay with things. Like I don't think this is I don't think it's really gonna happen. And then he said it and yeah. I'm like, Oh. It was just- surprised you again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am like getting duped right and left this episode, but um, yeah, I was very surprised that he did actually let her go. Same. As surprised that uh, Chris Harrison was when um, <laughs> Heather showed up this week. Oh, he is man. not an actor. Uh, what's happening here? Why is she here? 
I don't know. So there's there's articles that I was reading where she has claimed, like she continues to claim that she's never met Matt. Matt says they have met. So like Oh, Matt says they've met? Yes. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. Right? It's Oh, like, he's not even covering for her. No. No. No, no, no. He said I, I have he said, I have met Heather before, but I have no relationship with her. So I think, like, maybe they met, like, in a big group. But, like, she should say, we met in a very big group setting. I didn't really get to talk to him much. Like, say something like that. But don't don't act like, oh, I have to come. This is my chance. I never got to talk to him in my life. Like, <laughs> Right. Oh, I just feel like, look, Heather made the decision to come on. You have to know that it, like, might not make you look great or whatever to be the person who comes back. But ABC really did her dirty in this edit. The edit they gave her were like not just the minivan, but like Chris Harrison saying like, well, go back to your to your hotel. Like just like it all just felt so like, why are you here, Heather? Like if uh, I felt like they were really, really playing up, trying to make Heather look bad. And it worked because I mean I she's I mean I I think she's I think she's fine I've seen her in a lot of um, Hannah Brown's Instagram stories but yeah. but it's like I don't feel like I'm really attached to her particularly from her season I like that I tweeted I was like maybe she'll finally get her kiss I completely forgot that she actually kissed Colton that season like I just don't remember a ton about the her. least memorable first kiss it was so. Bad. Um, oh. uh, the bachelor that I have half forget ever existed, Colton. Um, I just think it's like furthering like Heather's sort of cringe edit because even yeah. that whole like the, the never been kissed thing, and then the first kiss with Colton, who like you said, we all like to try to forget, um, is like it's like they're just giving her like round two of sort of like awkward Heather edit. Um, where I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not a redemption tour. I don't see that. I, I, I don't, I'm very curious. I want him to be like Andy Dorfman on her season when Chris Bukowski shows up and she's like, I'm good. Like I want, oh, I forgot about that. I want, I want, I want him to, I mean, he's been, he's been making some decisions. Like I kind of want him yeah. to be like, I'll see you later. Like, you know, another time. I kind of think he's going to be, he did not seem particularly excited to see her. He like, the laugh that he did when she arrived was sort of like an, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening yeah. laugh. Not like a, oh, my God, I'm so glad that this girl that I've long been thinking about has arrived in my life laugh. Um, I, like, I have to think. He also saw how upset the women were when new women came in, like, weeks ago. I think he, like, at least at this point cares enough about the women who are there to be like, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, that's my hope is that it's more like I think it's almost going to be less about her and more about the fact that he just can't do it to them one more round. I yeah. think that's the thing um, is I'm hoping that that's the thing, at least. I also noticed that because I looked Heather up on Instagram and I noticed that she <clears throat> just in the last couple of days announced that she's launching a brand with her sisters. And I was like, oh. I understand why Heather is on this show now. Like it was just just enough of an appearance for people to be like, what's Heather up to on Instagram? And then to find her brand. So, so, so contrived. I had Now it feels that. extremely sinister. Yeah, I don't think she's going to stick around. And so I'm sort of like, move it along. We don't need this. I don't need this. Next. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. So we, we leave it on not knowing kind of where this is going to go with Heather. Um, yeah. And I, we're we're on this like continued cycle 
of not having episodes that conclude. I knew that was going to happen when she hadn't come in yet through the revolving door that she couldn't get through. Um, you know, I knew that was, that was another piece of the like bad Heather edit. I was like, they're not trying to do her any favors. I was like, that would also be me. But <laughs> same for sure. But yeah, I yeah, I was like, there's like 10 minutes to go. We're not getting the rose ceremony. I just I think I need we need like the, the rhythm of the rose ceremony, I think. They ha- I feel like the last three or four episodes haven't ended with a rose ceremony. Like this season, uh, like this season is already, like I said, confusing in times of in terms of like time and space. Like when are we? So the fact that they keep not ending with a rose ceremony is like really messing with me. I have no, I already have like pandemic brain sense of time. Yeah. So I just feel like the fact that none of these episodes end conclusively at the rose ceremony, like they're quote unquote supposed to, is very confusing. I just, it, it makes it so when the show starts every week, I have to read my notes from the week before because I'm like, where are we? Like, what's going on? Right. Why do I care? Because otherwise, like, the, the action starts and you're like, wait, like, what was happening directly before? It just drives me nuts. So yeah. I just, I like, I like the idea. Like, I love opening on a week with Chris Harrison showing up with some dramatic statement and then the ladies getting excited about the week ahead. Like right. that has a nice vibe to it. Like I'm also why? like, this isn't Grey's Anatomy. You don't need to end on like a major cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Every, like, we're all comfortable with the layout of this show. We have signed up for it. We've watched 50 seasons of the layout that we're used to. You don't need to like Grey's Anatomy it up for us. Although should we really be surprised? Do you um follow... I follow periodically. Mike Fleiss's Twitter feed. I don't. I oh. can't bring myself to do it. I, well, I I think we, no, I don't think we actually even follow it. It just turns up all the time and I go like poke at, like look on it all the time. Yeah. Um, but he, like, when you see the stuff he tweets, it's like, no wonder this is what they're doing. Like, I'm not, I should not, again, should not be surprised because like during the Super Bowl, he was like, if the halftime show is really lame, maybe I'll just announce the Bachelorette. And I'm like, you're not going to yeah, announce it. That's you're true. Not. You're not going to announce it, but that's very much the way the show feels from the way that they're doing these promos and stuff is just kind of like, oh, drama, come back, you know, so. Yeah. Well, especially like now that they know that we're on to them, like Chris Harrison can't continue to say the most dramatic season ever. Like it's become such a like embarrassing cliche that they're like, no, we actually have to just like make it seem like we can't rely on Chris promo to say it's dramatic. We have to like do all these little things to sort of like up the drama, but it's like still the same level of drama. Like, yeah, it seems very in keeping with Mike Fleiss's personality. Yes, it does. It does. It very much so does. So that's kind of the week. Um, Do we have any bachelor news to discuss? I have a few things that I came across. Go for it. Um, So um, first of all, like, I'm going to try to keep a a positive spin because the first two touch on, you know, people who are like just trotting around during COVID and, you know, not really caring about the fact that we have a global pandemic, which, you know, there's a lot of that, you know, it's like, I'm going to share the news, but I just got to couch it in the fact that I think a lot of this is like, why are you guys there to begin with? But, you know, put that on the side for a hot second. Um, So there's all the coverage around the fact that um, our our friends um, Peter Weber and Kelly Flanagan have reunited at a Super Bowl yep. party. Well, reunited in quotes. So, like they spent they spent time together <laughs> at this event. Um, they've also confirmed that supposedly through the, the the third party who is disclosing all of this has said, well, they're not officially back together, but they are kind of seeing about working on things. All right. 
Okay. I mean, they no. both moved to New York at this point, so I'm not surprised. They both moved to New York. I feel like the large asterisk there is away from his mother. Yeah. So, like, maybe their relationship has a fighting chance now that Barb isn't, like, up in their business every single minute. Which is so crazy. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So. I don't particularly love either of them, but I don't dislike yeah. either of them either. Like, I wish them happiness. Good. I hope that works out. I'm mildly curious just because, like, yeah. I think he goes, like, on the record for the one who went through the most people on his season after the show. So, like, for sure. like, I'm just curious. I'm like, will he end up with one ever? Like, if or yeah. will he move on to another one? Like, I don't know. It's just kind does of. Does Peter Weber even know how to date non bachelor women at this point? I don't yeah. know. I don't know that he does. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of just, you know. I'm intrigued. I don't follow their stuff closely. So when it pops up in the news, I'm like, all right, thanks for keeping me posted. Yeah. Um, the other Super Bowl related thing that popped up, I don't know if you saw the video that surfaced of uh, Matt James and Tyler Cameron out partying uh, after the Super Bowl. I didn't see the video, but I saw some screenshots, a lot of screenshots, including all these photos of Matt with fans where the fans are wearing wearing masks and Matt isn't. Well, he's like, I got to look like, good for my money. What are you shot. doing? <laughs> Not being smart. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I mean, and I'm not surprised because of all of the stuff that came out, like, you know, the, they had the whole like quarantine crew and they haven't really exactly been concerned about um, COVID protocols. So again, not very surprised, but also I'm like, yet again, Hey, Matt's back with Tyler. Like whoever no. ends up with him better really like Tyler Cameron. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so much, so much. Um, Another related piece of Bachelor news that I saw was there's like a, a couple photos of the back of a woman, like a woman's back. You can't see her face, it's just her okay. hair. Um, and Tyler at the Super Bowl, like checking in or something, like getting their tickets or I don't know what. Uh, but the woman has like, people were trying to determine, <laughs> this sounds terrible, based on just like her hair and her body, who she might be. And like a lot of people, I guess there had been some sort of headline which, by the way, I'm realizing this never panned out. We'd seen some sort of teaser headline that said, like, Tyler appears on The Bachelor this week and he falls in love. And people That's had been right. speculating. People had been speculating, like, oh, there's like, it's a puppy or like, it's a, you know, he, I don't know, that it, that it was just like, you know, a, diverting people's attention. So we never figured out what that was. But then there were people who were like, the, this woman kind of looked like it could be Piper. And people were like, oh. didn't did Tyler fall in love with Piper? So there was a lot of like, you know, going through like, was Piper at the Super Bowl? Piper was on an airplane. I don't think it was Piper, but still it was, you know, gave me something juicy to huh. follow. I had missed that. That's very interesting. I'm very curious. I had forgotten about the Tyler falling in love piece. Yeah. So, we never saw what that was. If the season ends and that doesn't pan out, I'm going to be disappointed because like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the point of that whole thing. Give me more. Right. Yeah. It's just well, and they had had like, I just figured it was something like, you know, the farm date, like, oh, Tyler falls in love with the cutest goat on the farm. Like, I, I just thought it was going to be something. Something kind lame. of like. Yeah. 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 So I don't think this was Piper, but I am still, I feel like Tyler has a new, like he's dating someone new every week because he doesn't follow COVID protocols. So, you know, I was curious for a, for a hot minute. Oh my goodness. Well, I guess we'll see what happens at the end of the season and it might just be a, yeah. a big lie. We had the story, well, it's not a big story, but like Claire, Claire has pink hair now. 
Oh, does she? I missed that. Yeah, she just did. It's it's like, you know, it, it's, it's so funny, I guess, what gets pulled into the news these days because right. like, whatever. But like she basically was like, oh, I was bored. So she just did like the the, the washing stuff that's like half of your okay. hair basically towards the bottom. Um, she was and, and the, I like the headline that I read or the subheader, which basically said she's washing that man out of her hair. Like that's pretty okay. Bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> not dramatic at all. Um, also, I just looked it up while you were talking about it. It looks nice. Also, like she's a hairstylist, so probably pretty easy for her to just like. Yeah, she's like know. this is. I mean, it kind of it kind of felt like a plug for her services in a light way. But she right. was like this. This is what I do with my clients when people want a little, you know, change yeah. it up and like whatever. It was just it was it felt a little. It also bit. feels like such a trope, like a, a like a, a breakup trope where when you yeah. break up with somebody, you do something dramatic to your hair. Yeah. Like I once the first time I like big cut like did a big chop was after like a big breakup in college so you know I feel you Claire we've all been there I've done it before too yeah it's a <laughs> real I, thing Enjoy and then I regretted it yeah. yeah yeah right so that was that was cute and then oh so and the whole thing with Heather I was gonna say so I read an article talking about the whole minivan rental and she's claiming that she thought it was a funny idea and it was like what they offer her at the place and she was like okay fine so her Instagram post uh, is like uh, that I think she posted like right after the episode is her in that like beautiful white dress in front of the white van. And it says something like when the rental car place offers you a minivan, you always say yes to the minivan. And I was like, OK, so we're like going with the angle that that this was her doing. Idea. Yeah, I, I, she's saying that. I don't know that I buy it. Okay. I mean, I mean I it be, might be true. Because who was it? Oh, my goodness. This is a throwback. It was. um Becca, when she chose Garrett, he's the one who showed up in the minivan. He made Garrett some comments. Garrett did indeed show up in the minivan. Yeah. This is not a good association. This is not something yeah. you want <laughs> brought right. up in the context of your I show. also, like, I sort of get it if Heather thought it would be funny. Like, I could see myself doing that, right? Like, somebody shows up in a sports car and you're like, hey there, here I am in a minute. Like, it, I get it. Like, it's kind of, could be kind of funny. But combined with, like, the rest of the bad edit that she got, no. the minivan feels, like, peak awkward. Yeah, it just well, she didn't really. Did Matt even see her? I'm trying to remember. Did he even see her in the van? I don't know that no. he did. It was just mm -mm. awkward. It was just awkward as she's trying to beg her way in past the security guard. And there's been a lot of conversation about like how staged it was. And I look at yeah. this point, I assume that everything is staged. But like some people who were really like, she wasn't mic'd. Chris wasn't mic'd. The camera crew was just like out there with their cameras. Like, oh man, we got to get this. I don't know. Do I think, you think they it faked was... it. Yeah, I think they same. faked it. I think they wanted to make it appear that way because I think it would. I think the common viewer thinks that that would be really cruel to do on this, like on the show, because right. they've already done it one round. Like, why would like if they were? I thought honestly, because they had mentioned her showing up like earlier, earlier on, right? So I assume when the when the initial second group of ladies showed up. I assumed that was when it was going to happen. And then I was yeah. like, why is Heather not here? So like the fact that they think like that they likely coordinated this to happen separately, I think is just kind of cruel. Yeah. It's and unnecessary. And it, yeah. And to your point, it doesn't set Heather up for a very nice edit. Not that they ever care about that, but. Right. I wonder if she knew how late in the game it was. Like, like, did she realize that she was so late? Right. Because they've, there's been also like people were saying that the like new girls, like they didn't have any sense of how, how long the show had already been filming by the time they came in. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Heather knew that it was like more than half over by the time she got there or if she was just sort of like, 
I know and I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Yeah, it would make sense just because it feels like that, you know, I'm sure she's been quarantining somewhere. She probably has very little of a sense of time. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, whatever they're doing, quarantining. Yeah. Whatever. And also it's just one of the, I keep coming back to like without travel, I think they're doing a lot of like gimmicks and like shticks to sort of like fill the time. I don't know why they don't just understand that the shtick we would prefer is like seeing the women with Matt or seeing the women with each other. Yeah. Like, like you don't have to, you don't have to try so hard. Yeah, they are. They're trying very hard. They're trying very They're hard. They're doing a lot. Um, so I don't know if you have, did you find any, any other bachelor news? No, I think you actually kind of covered it. The Super Bowl thing was my big one. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's not that big, but yeah, everything else I think is stuff that you've already talked about on the pod. You know, I've been sort of following the, like the Dylan drama. Uh, oh, did gosh. you see that it, it seems like, ABC might have done a little cease and desist to, to the Dylans. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, it's not clear, but they like both did like a little bit of an apology tour. Um, and I can't, okay. now, now I don't remember why, but someone thought like they were probably asked to rein it, rein it back or, I'm or sure. to rein it back. Um, but yeah. Well, and I sort of, the, the next thing that's kind of been teased that is forthcoming, um, I don't, follow reality Steve closely because I don't want to know. I just, I don't yeah. like being spoiled. Same. I don't want to know, but like the, the fun, not so fun thing about Twitter is like, you know, like you can see stuff when like people that you follow interact with other stuff. So it pops, it pops up in my feed right. all the time. So I did uh. see like that supposedly, cause there's all of the, the stuff that's come out uh, regarding Rachel and kind of things in her past. Yeah. And originally, um, Steve and uh, Ashley Spivey, who I love, uh, were yeah. going to have a live discussion where they were going to talk about some of the stuff that's come out specific to Rachel. And he canceled it because he oh. said, um, I understand from insider info that there is a statement forthcoming where she's going to address the the, the stuff that's out there. So um, I'm really curious to see because, you know, I like, look, I'm not I'm not going to stand up for like things that you know are kind of out in her past and I, I think yeah. it's things that should be addressed um but they gave sort of this opportunity to victoria to go on like gma and kind of like right. defend herself and basically since rachel's still on the show she hasn't been able to say anything so right. i am curious to see and i think it's important that they give her the chance to respond because otherwise it's like if she you know i i do see that they have a good connection if she does go far um like, I just think it's so problematic for people who are in that role, like that they just are stuck and like, it's just swirling essentially with nothing addressing it. So yeah, um, I'm very curious to see what comes out about that. Yeah. I mean, I, like you, I'm not going to defend Rachel at all. It's indefensible. And I, I don't really, I'm also, I don't like her that much anyway. Like she, I'm not like, oh, Rachel, she seems so great. Like, I kind of feel apathetic okay. about Rachel already, Yeah, but I do feel like it's got to be hard to be, to be on the show and not. Yeah. And not be able to address things. I mean, frankly, it's sort of like, and this is another person I don't feel bad for. He got himself in this position, but Garrett, when all the stuff was coming mm -hmm. out about Garrett and Garrett couldn't respond in any way because it turns out that he had won. Um, and it's not that I feel bad for them. I just like, it is, it leaves like a gaping hole in the dialogue where the person who is at the center of it is not allowed to speak about it. Um, I just think I I just keep coming back though to the fact that like it's so problematic that we keep ending up with people like this on the show in the first place. It's like how? Like, yeah, like how did Lee get on Rachel's season? How did Rachel get on Matt's season? 
why are racist, like, why are people with racist behavior, easily identifiable internet racist behavior ending up on this show to begin with? There are so many good internet groups. And it's like, I, I, I didn't actually finish reading the article, but there was an article that basically the headline said that Rachel Lindsay had said that The Bachelor needs to just, you know, pay people on Reddit to like dig up info on their people and they would get so much better information because it takes like five seconds for a thread to go up on Reddit. And then all of a sudden everybody's like pounding onto it. And like, you see all of these photos and they're all things that are totally discoverable online. So it's like, why, why did no one see this? Yeah. There've been a couple where like, I don't really fault ABC for not knowing like with easy last season, Yeah, like those uh, accusations had never been made public, right? They didn't like exist in the public discourse anywhere. So like, you can't expect them to have found that stuff, I guess. But also like, I certainly wouldn't have expected them to have found that given that they couldn't find any of this easily discoverable stuff about Rachel or about Lincoln from a few seasons ago. Like why are, yeah, get Reddit on this. There are a lot of internet sleuths with a lot of bandwidth and a lot of interest. Put the people on, like put the general public on it. <laughs> So then we I stop know. ending up in this position. Because it's like eventually if this show lasts for like eternity, right? Like it's different. But like, you know, certain platforms that are out there haven't have only been around for like a limited amount of time. And some of these people, like the stuff that surfaces tend to be from when they're in college, they're not that old. So like the window of time really that they're going back, unless they're like one of those Instagrammers who like posts like five times a day, which who has time <laughs> or a thing, you know, enough things that they're eating to post five times a day about. But you know, it's not that hard to go back. It just feels it just feels like they're they're just kind of falling down. But I, I like Especially the idea. In pandemic, there are a lot of people just sitting at a computer, like looking for looking for problematic stuff on the internet. Get those put those people on the case. Working like, looking for work, right? Like all these people yeah. who are out of work right now. I think it would yeah. have been super. Yeah. Easy so like I, you know, I'm glad that Rachel is going to be able to speak, I guess, but also like I just my bottom what line. What is she is, gonna like, say? Yeah. And also she just shouldn't have been on the show to begin with. Like, yeah. especially because I think there's, they really did do a good job of the diversity of the cast this season. Mm-hmm. And there are like a lot of really great women, uh, in particular, a lot of great women of color we've seen this season. Um, and so it just like feels kind of crummy to like, that there's so much attention on Rachel or on a Victoria, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a waste of time. Yeah, exactly. But it also, like if she does, if she does end up being the one he chooses in the end, I, I do like that we're going to get a moment to like hear what she has to say. Because like the, the the thing with Garrett, like when he was chosen, I was like, oh, no, this really did happen. And like, what do you do with that? Like that was like such a horrible finale to watch because I'm like, well, great. I hope that doesn't work. You know, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. what I thought. So I don't know. Yeah, I actually wonder that makes me think now, too, that the fact that they're letting her put out a statement means that that makes me think that she might win. I mean, and I'm fully unspoiled. I like, I, I am don't know too. anything, but like, I wonder if they're like, oh crap, we're in a Garrett scenario and that went really poorly. We have to like make her seem palatable before the ending. I don't Maybe. know. That like kind I of worries me. I know. But, and that, so I'm, I'm just kind of waiting to see what she yeah. has to say because so I mean. who do you want to win? Who is your, are, am I allowed to ask you that? Who no, you yeah, want? yeah. I feel like I haven't even, I don't know if I've even said it here. Cause like I keep, like in the beginning I, I didn't know. And then I saw all the rumors about the girls coming. So I was like, well now yeah. I don't want to make my decision because you're going to break right. my heart and pick someone totally different. But um, I really liked Michelle a lot. So I like her a lot. I wasn't Same. expecting to like her. I like Brie uh, and I like Piper. Yeah. Those are kind of my top. 
Um, I really like Abigail. I don't like he seems to really like her, but she's getting that like, you know, sweet, like, like, like not like the buddy buddy edit, but just kind of like your sweet friend that you're like chummy sort with. Sort of like and, a Disney princess edit yeah. or like, a, just like, oh, look how. Yeah. He doesn't um, really seem like he's into her the same way. Yeah. Those are my top three, too. But I also really like Serena P. Yes, I do like her. He did his date. He seemed pretty into her. So I feel like those are my top four. But I also I think Rachel's going to end up in that top. She's going to number. I think she's going to kick one of those out of the. Yes. And I'm going to be mad about it is what I'm predicting. (laughs) I'm going to be like, how many more episodes do we have? Of this season, it's so hard to know because, um, because I mean, I like I know they just taped the women tell all, um, but okay. so and we supposedly are two weeks away from hometown, so then we have hometown because right. isn't it? I always do this every year, every season, rather. It's like I forget if it's hometowns and then women tell all, I think so, and then the final. So we, we still have like a bunch yeah. of episodes to go. Women um, tell all is before the fantasy suites, right? Yes, yes, yeah, um. Oh, yeah. And I was about to forget to mention the fantasies we saw together. So we still have a handful of weeks to go because I remember yeah. and I don't know how it's all going to pan out this season, but it always tends to run up against um, the um, what's it called? March Madness. So oh, I'm kind of okay. anticipating it ends up it ends up usually being around that mid-March, okay. mid to late that March. So I'm kind of guessing that's what it's going to be. But also, like, we don't know, are they going to have any, like, two nights in, a, in, you know, one week kind of scenario going on. We're supposed right. to get the after the final rose this time around. Thank goodness. Mm. But um, so I think we still have a handful of weeks to go. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, you also, like you said, you never know when they're going to be, like, three hours, two nights, right? Where it's, like, Monday and Tuesday for three hours, both nights. Like, who knows? So. Uh, uh, like, I always forget about that, too. I'm like, oh. The possibility of six hours in one night and one week is a lot. So, it's so much. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting. I think he's got some some good ladies, at least that he's left with. Um, with yeah. him having so many in the season, he could have obviously cut a lot by this point and not kept a lot of the great people. So I'm glad that we have a handful in there that are good. I don't like that. I feel like it's going to come down. There was a lot of this, I think, conversation towards the beginning of the season, like the whole drama of like him like feeling pressured to pick a woman of color or like like that kind of like conflict I just don't like that that's even something that we have to consider but I feel like that I think is going to become a factor somewhat towards the end because I do think there'll be some friction with that Um, well and in particular if the white woman who is the last white like the last white woman standing is Rachel I feel like then it actually becomes a different story problematic in a different way if it's like you have these great black women or these great women of color and then this like problematic white woman that's like not an ideal end scenario. So I do think that will come back up. I think he tried to sort of like hedge off people's expectations of him. And it's like almost making it more problematic if this is like how it ends up. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. So I'm curious to see how that all plays out and how he like handles that. I, I, I've got like, I feel yeah. like the more you watch the show, the more like the, the post series, like media circuit is interesting to watch. Cause you're like, how yeah. are they going to play this? Cause like, I, I don't know that there's a, if that, it does end up being the case. Like what, how is this a good, how is there a good angle to this? I just don't know. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I don't, I'll say, I don't feel super confident that he found someone who he's going to spend his life with, but I hope that it is the case. I hope, I hope, I'm always up for a surprise. Yeah. 
I'm, fingers crossed. Fingers he seems crossed. like a nice, nice man. He's extremely attractive. I hope that this works out well for him. And if not, there's always Tyler C. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. If not, it's not like those dudes have trouble meeting women. No, you know, you know exactly so. what's going to happen. If it doesn't work out for him, he's going to go back to trolling around New York City and dating yeah. all of the women. And you know, he's just going to carry on with life. Moral of the story is that Matt will be fine either way. Matt will be fine. And hopefully we get a, ba- a good bachelorette and some of the uh, the smarter, greater ladies will be back for Bachelor in Paradise. And eventually Paradise again. And it seems like they're trying to figure that out again this season. So, Because I kind of yeah. feel like we're at the point we've had several seasons. We, we skipped it last year. We were yeah. figuring out what's going on with this year. But it, if, it, if too much time goes, like we've forgotten half of the people on some of these shows along the way. Yeah. So they're going to bring them out. And it's not going to be someone from like six seasons ago that we're surprised about. It's going to be someone who was just on the show and we don't remember. So Right. So. There will be no Chris Bukowskis anymore. No night one people. It's yeah. just like cramming in people from Peter's season and Klaisha's season and and Matt's season, like everybody. It's also interesting because those men are a lot older than these women. So Oh, that is going to be a sharp divide. That'll make it more interesting, maybe. Yeah, like you can't put Bennett, like is Bennett going to end up in paradise with Kit? He's 39. She's 21. That would be very weird. And that means they probably are going to be like, this would be an awesome train wreck. So let's do it. It's weird when you think about it that way. You're like, yeah, oh, oh weird. Yeah, I have <laughs> not thought about that. But that is that is a sharp contrast. And a lot of Matt's ladies are very young. Like not yeah. just Kit. Like there's um, even yeah. Serena P, I think is it's either 22 or 23. She's very young too. Yeah, so much to look forward to. I'm excited. So many things. Well, it was a good week. Thanks so much for coming on. This was so much fun to chat with you and talk through the week. And, um, you know, you're going to be excited about all the things to come the rest of the season. So hopefully Matt doesn't disappoint us. But if he does. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you so much. I feel like no matter what Matt does, I I don't think I can be disappointed. Like, you know, this show, I'm always going to watch it. Right. I'm always They've got me. They're always changing up just enough to keep me interested. And it, it, the flavor of it changes so much based on the lead too. So I'm like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe the season was, you know, set up based on the fact that he like was so inexperienced with the show altogether. So I'm like, oh, next time it'll be totally different. Let's see what it's going to be. So it'll be. And I'll be here for it. That is right. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much for joining and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share updates on Bachelor news. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. If you love us, take a minute and leave us a lovely five-star review. Nothing makes our day more. We'll talk to you soon.